what's up everybody Harrick and bx here and welcome back to verbally challenged let's just get right into it i got a crew here with me tonight and let's introduce them first up dakota how you doing brother hey what's going on everybody i'm dakota you can find me occasionally on other things and shows and whatnot and uh hey all right next up we got honey child himself Brammer Lama Ding Dong Nick Brammer, what's going on, brother? What's up, brother? You can find me on Facebook as Nick Brammer. Pretty easy, right. pretty boring. Glad you're here, brother. Thanks for hanging tonight. Thanks for having me. All right, next up, we got Paul. What's going on, brother? What's happening? I'm on uh, basically just Facebook, Paul Rossi, Xbox Live on the, the Skin Geese the door. That's with the G. <laughs> I might have to get that from you later, man. I actually turned on my Xbox, but I it's the 360. I haven't jumped into the Xbox One yet. Uh, I got both. I've my, been my digging on the, one with the Xbox One. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, so it's it's good. I was actually playing a uh, State of Decay pretty much most of this holiday weekend, getting back into that because the the sequel came out, but I can't get it because it's on Xbox One. So oh, nice. I was reminiscing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and last but certainly not least, our very special guest tonight, Josh F. from the Jaws of Death here on Verbally Challenge. What's happening tonight, Pop? Oh, not much, man. Feeling good and happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Happy to have you, brother, especially after some uh, some recent times in your life. Why don't you fill everybody in? I I touched on it on the last episode. I let everybody know about your GoFundMe, that you just recently went through a medical emergency. And uh, we'll discuss that in detail and stuff like that. But I just wanted to give people the opportunity just to know what happened and to visit your GoFundMe page. And um, and it's still available and active like right now, like thankfully, and a big shout out to the rest of the community. Like the goal has been hit. Um, but I know, you know, the journey is not over and I'm sure help is still going to be needed and I'm sure it's appreciated. So anybody that's listening, there will be a link to the GoFundMe page in the description of this podcast. So please check it out and show your support, even if it's just a comment, a share. It doesn't have to be monetary, um, but I'm sure any support is greatly appreciated by Josh. Oh, absolutely. So that's been overwhelming uh, and humbling. And my wife and I both have been truly touched uh, by all the support uh, from everyone. People checking in with both me and her just seeing how we're holding up and everything and it means a lot and it's really helping keeping us positive that's Um, incredible to hear man and and incredible to see that a community that gets together just off their basic love for toys and action figures and transformers and stuff like that it just shows you that it's not just about the toys and the that's been built is a lot more than that and a situation like yours just proves it you know yeah, it's it's been I've never been a part of anything like this. And as shitty as it is of what has happened to me doesn't bother me at all because of experiencing this. The community, the family aspect of it has just been so positive. It's just like, you know what? A bad thing didn't happen to me. It's an unfortunate thing, yes. But I'm still here and I'll get through this with and with all the love and support everybody's shown it's just uh it's an incredible thing to feel and experience so humbling so overwhelming so I, I don't know what much more i can say about it this was an emergency situation correct more or less uh, a few months ago i had uh I, I dropped and broke a glass and i thought i'd cleaned it all up next day i had actually stepped on a piece of glass and got embedded in my foot wasn't a terrible cut but i removed it treated it it healed up over time, but apparently during that time, I got a staph infection, and it was inside my foot and leg, and it began attacking aggressively, and for a couple of months, I was getting very sick off and on. This is like every couple of weeks, I was down and just feeling rough, and like flu-like symptoms, and then... On Monday the 15th, well, on Friday the 11th of this month, I was feeling super sick and started running a fever. It wasn't a terribly high fever. It never broke 102 degrees, but it was high enough and low enough. It was ranging in temperature from 102 down to 97.1. Mm-hmm. So I would be sitting here on a 90 degree day in air conditioning, freezing to death, or all of a sudden just cold sweats. And it would go from one right to the other super fast, burning up and 
freezing, burning up, freezing, putting a blanket over me. And I was like, you know, and then the vomiting started on the Monday of the 15th. I couldn't hold anything down. My appetite was completely gone. From Friday the 11th until Friday the 18th when I actually had my surgery, my entire food intake was one and a half saltine crackers, a three quarters a piece of dry wheat toast, a cup of chicken broth, and two tablespoons of peanut butter for an entire week. That's wow. all I eat. Wow. I was drinking about 10 16 ounce bottle of water, 16 ounce bottled waters a day and still thirsty, just mm-hmm. thirsty. So I would drink a Gatorade. You know, I'm like, maybe I'm just dehydrated because I was vomiting so much on the Monday. Uh, so I would drink a Gatorade. And then to combat the nausea, I'd drink like a small eight ounce can of Sprite. And it was just nothing was working. So I remember on the 15th, the evening of the 15th or the 14th that Monday, I dropped in on Enter the Realm. And I was like, hey, guys, I'm not going to be around for the live show. I feel like I've got the flu. I'm going to lie down. I just wanted to drop in, say hi, and throw you guys a lot. And I went and I laid down and I slept until Tuesday. Tuesday, I still felt pretty rough, but the vomiting had ceased. Okay. But I still felt terrible. And I hopped in on breaking the mold. And I was like, hey, guys, I'm feeling pretty terrible. Want to throw you guys a lot. Just wanted to say hi. I'm going to go lie down. I'll catch you next week. And then later that night, I noticed my foot was extremely swollen, my right foot. And I was like, what the fuck is up with this? I mean, it was almost double the size of my left foot. I was wow. like, this is insane. And it was tender and sore, but mm-hmm. not bad. I was still walking around. Wednesday, it was still swollen. So sometime mid-morning, Wednesday morning, or maybe it was mid-afternoon, I don't remember the exact time of day, uh, I went to change my socks, and I noticed my right sock was wet. I was like, why is my sock wet? Now, mind you, I'm still walking around on a foot that's swollen and tender. And when I peeled my sock down, I noticed that I had blisters on my feet. And like two fingers wide and half an inch tall all around my foot, top of my foot, sides of my foot, on the arches of my feet. And they were all weeping like they had all popped in places and just dripping. You know, foot looking nasty. It's just like it had been in an irradiated area. And I was like, okay, that's fucked up. That doesn't look good. You know, and I had a regular physician appointment on Thursday that I was planning on going to. I was like, you know what? You know, it's it's late in the evening. Kids already home from school. I'm not feeling the best. I've been, you know, alternating Tylenol and ibuprofen to combat this fever, keeping it under control. If this hasn't gone down any, I'll go to the ER first thing in the morning. Thursday morning, we got up, got the kid off to school, looked at my foot. It was still, it was worse. It was worse. And I was like, all right, honey, you, you're five foot two. You're 150 pounds. I'm six foot, even 300 pounds. It's like, you can't get my big ass into the car. I can't walk. I literally could not get up. And I had to transfer to a chair and just kind of prop my foot up. And I was like, let's call an ambulance. And we called an ambulance and told them what was going on. Now, the county that I live in is a very small county. Uh, there's only like 4,000 people in the entire county. It's on the Kentucky border down here in southwest Virginia. We only have one hospital, and it just basically functions as an active emergency room. And you can get lab work done there, things like that. But they pretty much just evaluate you, stabilize you, and transfer you to another hospital is all they do if if you require prolonged treatment. Uh, so, of course, by calling 911, when the ambulance crew gets here, it was two people that I know personally because I graduated high school with the one guy and the other lady that was on the crew. You know, she is a couple of years older than us. They looked at me and they said, you don't need to go to this ER. You need to go to the next hospital or the next county over. We cannot, because you called 911, transport you there, but we can radio another ambulance crew from the next county over to come get you. We will make sure that you get here get there and they did that and you know the ambulance crew got here about an hour later because i live in the mountains uh it's two lane winding road uh it is isolated you know it takes time from the town they came from they send a six foot eight guy and a five foot four guy on this crew (laughs) i've never seen such a mismatched crew on an ambulance this one big lurch looking motherfucker and this one little tiny guy i'm just like How's this going to work? Now, the way that my front door and my front porch is, 
and I have my grill on my front porch and the way the steps are, they're right up against the house. So they couldn't get a gurney up the steps and swing it around to get through the front door. So they had to take me out on what they call a stair chair, Mm -hmm. which is basically a metal bench, you know, and it's got four handles, two on the front, two on the back, and it can carry you like your fucking Cleopatra or something. And it's got a little nylon seatbelt on it. So they put me on the stair chair. The little five foot four guy gets in the front and the big six foot up guys in the back. Little five foot four guy just picks his end up, about drops me. And the other guy's like, wait, 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 wait. We got to stabilize him. You know, we got we to buckle him in, make sure he's stable mm-hmm. so we don't fall. So he sets me down. I was like, look, man, um, where do I put my foot? You know, my leaky, blistery, drippy foot. <laughs> and he grabs me by the back of my fucking leg and my knee. Now, mind you, my leg's burning up with infection. He picks it up, rough handles it, jams my foot onto this metal crossbar on the front of this thing. And can, it proceeds to burst even more blisters on my foot. And I'm like, ow. Easy there, man. It's tender. Can you not see this? You know, they've not even attempted to treat or wrap my foot or anything like that. So already, you know, I realized this is not the best ambulance crew I've ever seen. So they pick me up. Little dude drops in the backwoods of wherever. Yeah, exactly. It's like they first heard of me. Is it just a pickup truck with with a a cross spray painted on the door? I mean, more or less. It was like it was on the roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a, spl- a, a flashlight hooked up to a fidget <laughs> they're spinner. Just, they're just reaching up. Do <laughs> <laughs> so you have to go to Pulaski? Oh, God. Stick no, him in here no. next to the deer carcass. We caught on the way. Only we picked up on the way There here. wasn't enough room for me in a deer carcass. This was the narrowest ass ambulance. It looked like a mobile toolbox. But they put me in the They get me down the steps. They dropped me five times from the kitchen to oh, the front oh door. My God. Banging my God foot. Nice. And it's sliding off of this slippery bar that's covered in my foot juice. Just, <laughs> it was fucking oh gross. My God. <laughs> but they drop me five uh, times the little guy does on the way and i'm sitting here thinking i'm not gonna make it to the fucking er i'm gonna die before i get to the bottom of my front fucking step but they they managed to get me down and they put me up on the gurney and they jam me in the back of this fucking truck that's about as wide as a bread loaf you know it's like jesus christ guys you know i'm a broad boy i'm six foot tall you know 300 pounds is like need to grease up these doors to get me in or anything shit <laughs> <laughs> they, they jam me in here. There's nothing for me to hold on to. This this gurney has no handles, nothing. I am literally trying to reach over with my left hand and holding myself upright on the wall because it feels crooked. And uh, normally the hospital that I went to, it's about a 40-minute drive no- normally on a regular day. It's about a 25-mile trip, 40-minute drive in traffic. Mm-hmm. It took 90 minutes for this ambulance to get me to the hospital. I'm like, you know, isn't this kind of an urgent fucking situation, fellas? Can we not speed it up a little bit? They were just strolling, man, taking their time. And they're like, we got to stop this over their ambulance service and return their stair chair to them. I'm like, you can't do that later. <laughs> you mind skipping yeah. the drive through fellas? I'm in pain. <laughs> uh, you know, I was in a lot of pain. I was, I was feverish. You know, uh, I felt like an absolute bag of ass. My foot looks like fucking Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. It's just no shit. Like an angry avocado fucked an angry avocado. <laughs> uh, yeah, they get. They finally get to the ER. Now, of course, I'm worried. My wife's worried. But we're thinking, okay, we're at the hospital. We'll find out what's wrong with me. I'm not there five minutes and a surgeon comes in. They said, you're septic. It looks like you've got a severe case of cellulitis in your leg as well. They did some blood work. They did some tests. They did a CT scan in my leg down to my ankle. They did some x-rays in my foot. They got those results back within the hour. And they said, okay, here's the situation. You are septic. You have cellulitis in your leg, midway up your shin. You have a terrible staph infection. You're going to have to lose your leg. And I was like, okay, there's no chance of any aggressive antibiotic treatments or anything like that. And he's like, no, you don't have a lot of time here because you are septic and this staph infection is in you. We need to amputate and we need to do it as soon as possible. I said, what happens if we try to treat it and don't go with the removal they said you will die i said well let's get this shit on the road let's get it going when do we start 
they said we're gonna we're gonna schedule it for first thing in the morning i was like okay and you know that first night i was like wow this is nuts i'm gonna lose my leg jesus oh, christ well. yeah you know so that's going in my mind i didn't anticipate this scenario but it's 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 happening and i don't want to die and i'm absolutely fucking terrified at this point i really was i was scared mm-hmm. shitless out of my head you know the next morning they come in the surgeons talk to me they let me know what's going on and i was like you know what i'm here i trust you guys take care of me let's do it let's keep me here you know i've got an 11 year old daughter she just turned 11 i've got a wife you know i love them i don't want them to miss me and do without me like this is a temporary setback mm-hmm. let's do so, it so i'd like to i'd like to piggyback on that josh i like you know like you know, you're saying like, look, I've got a family. I got people that depend on me. I said that to a lady that I thought was going to kill me uh, one time in the casino. Cause even though, you know, I don't have a, a wife and kids, mm-hmm. but uh, it, like, it really like, really makes people like concentrate, you know, and that's good. I think that was good. Yeah, man. I mean, it's just, it's like, I love them. They're my exactly. world. I don't yeah. want to, uh, there's things I want to do. And, and, you know, it got, it just made me think there are a lot of things left in life that I want to do. There are things that I want to do with them. I don't want them to go without me. I don't want them to miss me. You know, I was just like, let's do it. Let's take care of it. So the surgeons come in. They tell me what they're going to do. They say there is enough healthy tissue and bone in my leg to where I will have about five, six inches below the knee. So that's a good thing because it allows plenty of strength and room for a good prosthetic fit. And it will not be as difficult as if they had to go above the knee. So I was like, all right. And they take me back to the OR. They hit me with the anesthesia, and the next thing I know, I wake up, and Misty's looking over me, and she's crying, and she's smiling. She's like, everything went well. You're going to be okay. And I looked over, and my mom and my stepdad were in the room. All I remember, I was in the most agonizing pain in my entire life. I was, even though they were pumping morphine into me, my leg was on fire, and I have never experienced pain like that in my life. And all I was, and I was yelling out. I was crying out. I was like, "God damn, this fucking hurts so bad. Just makes this pain stop." I was begging. I was like, just, "Please, just make this pain stop." You know. And I was in tears. I was in agony. I was begging them, "Please make this pain stop. Please take it away from me." I was like, "Just put me out of my misery." I already, they were already putting morphine in me, and I wasn't that much pain. And they wow. put enough in me. They put enough in me to knock me the fuck out, where I don't remember much of friday at all i do remember waking up friday night and i was feeling much better you know i was aching but i was feeling much much better and i was like god damn whose dick do i gotta suck to fucking get a sandwich around here i was so hungry man because like i said earlier in this story the only thing i had eaten in seven fucking days was a saltine cracker, a dry piece of toast, two tablespoons of peanut butter, and a cup of chicken broth in seven days. So I was fucking ravenous. My appetite was back. And One big uh, boy to another, man. I fucking I feel for you. Oh, God, dude. Golly. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, was, I was just ravenous. And the doctors came in. They said everything went really well. It was a clean uh, amputation. Your leg looks good. Your leg looks strong. You're going to be okay. And I was like, I know I've got a tough road ahead of me. And they're like, yeah, you do. You're basically going to have to relearn to walk again, but that's after you heal. And it's going to take weeks to heal. It's like, well, you know, let's get it on track. It was a no-brainer for me, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm glad to hear that. Like, it was like your family, like, your family immediately, like you thought of that and, you know, you asked about any other options. They said there were no other options and you were just like, hey, let's do it. You yeah, know yeah, yeah, let's do it. Uh, you know, I got I got people that love me. I got people that I love. I don't want them to miss me and I don't want them to have to experience life without me prematurely. Yeah. Let's, let's fucking t- take care of it. And, you know, they took care of it. And I had an amazing team of doctors. I had an amazing team of surgeons. I had some amazing nurses. One of my nurses, uh, Misty's sister, her husband, it was his mother. So it's my brother-in-law's mother was one of my nurses. And she was absolutely one of the best nurses I have ever had the privilege of being cared for by. Uh, And she is super religious and 
you know, Misty and I are not religious at all. And, you know, her, her sister and her husband are not religious at all. But we know her mom is super religious. And at family gatherings and everything, she's always just been like, hi, how are you? And that's it. You know, not really ever mm-hmm. been chatty with us. But, dude, she was she was in there in the room with us. She was just, she had the best bedside manner. And, you know, I told her, I was like, I'm scared. Mm-hmm. I'm scared of what I'm going to have to go through. I'm not going to lie. You know, I'm worried about what this is going to put Misty and I both through. And she's like, you're going to be okay. She's like, I believe that you can do this. You got this. And she was explaining all kinds of things to me. And I was just like, you know, it was, it was great. I only had one nurse that I had to really tell off. You ever seen these people that are, they're, they're older people and they treat people like they're fucking toddlers. This nurse comes in on Friday evening. They had just changed the sheets on my hospital bed when they brought me back from surgery and transported me over. And of course, you know, my leg, you know, it's it, there's a dressing on it. It's leaking blood and fluids. She's like, oh, look at what you've done. We just changed that sheet. I'm like, you mean what I've done? I'm laying here fucking recovering. You know, what the hell? And she's just talking Dude. like I'm a goddamn two-year-old. She's like, oh, it's time for your medicine now. And blah, blah, blah. And you got to take it so you can grow up to be a big, strong boy. Did she do the airplane? Did she do the airplane? <laughs> no, thank goodness. Thank goodness I would have snatched that shit right out of her hand. But, uh... On Saturday, you know, uh, it's a humbling thing when you cannot walk to a toilet and you have to shift from a bed to a bedside commode, one of those chairs with a bucket in the bottom of it. It's the worst, dude. It's the fucking worst. It is. It is. It's a humbling thing. So I had to move to that. I was having difficulty getting back. She came in. I I buzzed for the nurse. Misty and I buzzed for the nurse to help us get me back over to the bed because nobody just really showed me how to transfer. And she comes in. She's like, oh, look at what you've gone and done now. Ooh. Oh, I felt Misty, Misty, Misty was standing right behind me and she braced. I felt her physically brace behind me and grab my shoulders. And I was like, listen here, you what fucked you up, did. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you, turn, you shut your fucking mouth. You turn your ass around and you waddle it right on back out that fucking door. Shut it and don't let me see your face again as long as I'm in here. I, I was like, I, I don't I care if I have to wait an extra half an hour for a nurse to come and give me treatment. You get your ass out of here. I don't want to see you again. I said, I don't want to hear your voice. I don't want to see your face. I just pissed on the floor and called it when I was done. Uh, You know. (laughs) You done all that and said, give me a sponge bath, bitch. (laughs) This woman disgusted me so badly, I did not want to see her again. And she stood there and kind of stammered and tried to open her mouth. I was like, shut your mouth. Out of this room. (laughs) Now. And she looked at Misty like trying to appeal to Misty. She's like. It's just, you know, he's he's angry. And I'm like, you goddamn right I'm angry. And don't appeal to her. She doesn't want you in here either. She's just too goddamn nice to say it to your fucking face. I said, <laughs> hit the bricks, lady, before I call somebody and somebody makes you hit these bricks. And she turned around and she walked out. And I literally did not see her until the day I discharged. What was fucked up, though, two days later, I'm needing some ice water. So we called a nurse to bring the ice water in, and nobody could bring it to the door but her. And you know how nurses, most of them give a quick knock, and they open up the door and come in? She gave a quick knock, opened up the door, curved her hand around the door, and just shook and rattled the fucking cup. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, man, a misty grin, and she's like, it's her. It's Martha. I was like, well. Martha? Martha. Yeah, that was her name. That was her name. Why'd you say that name? (laughs) So (laughs) she grabs the cup, and I'm like, thank you, Martha. (laughs) But, yeah, man, other than that, she uh, I never saw her until the day I discharged. Everybody else was just so awesome and so cool. Always There's that always one. that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But I was just like, I'm not putting up with this shit. I'm already miserable. I'm missing half a fucking leg. I'm already having to eat shit food. Thank goodness they had turkey sandwiches, man. Cold cuts. I lived on turkey sandwiches my entire week in there uh, because hospital food is terrible. Yeah. At least in this one. At least in For this you. one. 
for the patients like I, I don't know i guess that's just like the way it seems but then like in my cafeteria like the food is pretty decent like you know and anybody could go there like a visitor staff it, it's pretty decent pretty decent food so it's just it's just the food that you get on the floor as a patient is is not that great from yeah, my yeah individual mre really it really was <laughs> oh dude i wish i'd had mres instead of this Hell shit yeah. Uh, but but you know everybody was cool and, and and a lot of people have been like when is it too early to make a leg joke <laughs> uh wednesday wednesday morning tyler uh tyler gillett the top you know that I do uh, off the runner with along as Dakota. He messaged. <laughs> uh, that, that, okay, we can edit I that play, out. I play. Hey, no, 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 no! Don't keep it there. I <laughs> so when he gets on, I'm just gonna be like, "Hey, Gillet." <laughs> <laughs> oh, was he? Was he pronouncing like Gillet or something yeah, like that? No, no, it's it's like the best a man can get. <laughs> oh, Gillet. <laughs> okay, well, okay. Like it, Gillet, man. <laughs> Anyway, Tyler, Tyler, he he sends Misty a message. That's fucking funny. I can't wait to do that shit tomorrow now. <laughs> he he sent Misty a message. He's like, because I told you guys in the off the runner chat, hey, I've got to go to the hospital. I'm not going to be around for a few days. Yeah, uh, and then like out. a week and a half went by, and we're all like, hey, uh, what's up, man? Yeah, yeah. So he reached out and he he asked Misty what was going on, and she let him know. And it was just a few minutes later. He's like, okay, uh, we want to help. We want to help. Start up a GoFundMe. Are you cool with that? And she's like, yeah. yeah. So Wednesday morning, she set up the GoFundMe. And he, he started reaching out to everybody in the, in the realm and in the Cool Table Network. And it was just all of a sudden, this GoFundMe is just, boom. It is growing and growing and growing. And, you know, Bobby sent bobby skullface he sent misty a message from his facebook he's like hey this is bobby i need your phone number i need josh's paypal address get that to me as soon as you can and she sent it back to him and 30 seconds later he's calling yeah. and you know I've, I've, I've talked i've exchanged emails with bobby several times you know we've exchanged messages we've talked on the phone a few times before this happened because i've always, I'm been a patreon of nerd rage for a while and everything and you know i feel like he and i've always had a friendly rapport and he he calls up and you know misty's crying uh because she she can't believe one all the support we've already been receiving throughout the day you know and this is about 6 30 p.m somewhere around there she's crying he's like darling are you okay and she's like i don't know i think so he's like look everything is going to be okay he said we want to help he said you know we're we 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 at the cool table network want to help from the respective shows we want to pull together a little bit of cash send it to you guys directly in a paypal so gofundme doesn't take any of that yeah we want to help we're here to help we care and he was just really positive and reassuring and you know he and i've talked on the phone with several times and I always said hey you want to say hi to him and she's like no that's okay you know she never talked to him and she was just mm -hmm. so touched and that he reached out personally and then she passed the phone to me and you know he he knows that i've done the uh, been doing the uh, all queued up podcast and <laughs> first thing he says to me he hands me the phone he's like dude i told you to break a leg not go out and lose one <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I, was like, I was like, shit, man, I fucked that up. <laughs> hey, Josh, can I ask you a question real quick before you get too into to the cool table love? Yeah, sure, Greg. Greg, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Did you get to name your own pirate ship, or did they just uh, give you one when you lost luck? I don't, I don't. I don't know how that works yet. I'm, I'm still. I, 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 I hope I get to name it. But man, you're maybe. a fucking inspiration, dude. Like the shit you've gone through in the last week, and like I, I, we've talked in chat, so we've talked personally. Like I don't even really know you. That like I, I know who you are, but I don't really know you. But like just the the, the positive attitude you've kept. Mm -hmm. a, a lot of a lot yeah, of. Like, who the fuck is this one-legged motherfucker? <laughs> yeah. No, but seriously, like you're fucking. Yeah, your your positivity is an inspiration. Like just like it's hey, never that bad. Like it might it, seem like that, but it's never that bad. And it uh, is, it's a stump in the path, man. <laughs> 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 I was gonna say it's a speed bump in the highway of life, but you know, a stump in the forest just makes it so much better because hey, of the you know. Just like, got a leg up on us when it comes to personal tragedy. That's all I'm gonna say. You know, it's not. A, I don't. I don't even see it as a tragedy. It's. It's an inconvenience at best that I'm gonna have to work hard through. But you know, all the love and support that everybody's given me from you guys, and I'm not talking about the monetary support. 
it's like Greg, you know, you and I have never spoken uh, until now. We've spoken in chat briefly the other day. You reached out to me to ask me how I was doing. Dom, we've talked in Hangouts. You're one of the first guys to reach out, ask me how I was doing. You know, Jose, you know, you, you donated and you left a comment just checking in, hoping I was doing well, you know, ask me to hang in there. Everybody, the, you know, Deluxe has checked in with me. Robert D messaging Misty and asking, how are you and he holding up? Because, you know, this has got to be taking a toll on you. How are you doing? You know, Bobby Collin and checking on us. It's just the overwhelming support and just showing that everybody in this community cares means so fucking much to me and to us as a family. It's like by starting that GoFundMe, I had to have, this is after my insurance, my antibiotics to come home, $800 copay I had to pay. You guys got me home. Yeah. So I'm not in the hospital driving up a bigger hospital bill because insurance only covers so much. They're still going to be mm -hmm. out-of-pocket expenses. You know, you guys got me home so I can heal with a, positive, with a positive mindset. I'm not built to be in a hospital. I can't handle that long-term. Eight days was enough. Mm -hmm. I was just like, I'm going to know off my other leg to get out of this motherfucker. You guys <laughs> yep. and you definitely know that when you're in a hospital bed, like every hour is like two hours. So that, that eight days must have felt like 16. Like trust. It me. was yeah. even worse because they had shit TV. I was like, you know, if I could watch TV, I would have been okay. But they had these old ass TVs from like 1983 in there and you turn it on and it's just fuzzy as fuck. And it's like, am I watching something from the 80s or is <laughs> this give me the Wi-Fi password? I'm going to look up some Pornhub real quick. I mean, the Wi-Fi <laughs> wasn't that great. Thankfully, Misty had her phone there and we had my daughter's Kindle tablet there and we were able to communicate. But, you know, we kept this quiet until we knew that I was out of the woods and everything, and we didn't mention that shit until Wednesday morning to anybody. Now, um, Josh, but, where, are you, where are you located? If I, uh, you know, in Virginia. I'm in Virginia. Oh, okay. the, the, southwestern, the southwestern part of the state, down uh, my county actually borders Kentucky, 45-minute to an hour drive to, like, Tennessee. I used to live in, uh, so down, I used to live in Asheville. North Carolina. Oh, Asheville. Right Asheville? Okay, I used to live in Spartanburg in South Carolina. Oh, nice. Yeah, my yeah. Uh, Kent used to live there. We're from uh, oh. we're from rural North Carolina and South Carolina originally. Awesome. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, uh, Johnson City, Tennessee, uh, is an hour from uh, Asheville. Uh, that's like an hour and a half drive for me. That's where my Toys R Us was. <laughs> so. Nice. And but, I used to uh, live all over the I used to live all over the Blacksburg area. Yeah, yeah. So you were like three hours, you know, just northwest of me. Or yeah. northeast. I, I just didn't Damn, expect all these you to southern have, boys uh, is taking over. Yeah, I just didn't expect expect Josh to have an accent. I never really and fortunately, I mean I've never really had a chance to catch the podcast that he's on. I, and when when uh, he started talking, I was like, Oh my god, I think this guy's from around near me. Like, <laughs> right, yeah, man. <laughs> Uh, oddly enough, you know, you mentioned uh, the podcast that I'm doing. Uh, th we're covering the uh, new season of The Toys That Made Us uh, on this Friday's episode and having an interview with Brian Volkowitz. So, nice. shameless plug. Shameless plug. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's what awesome. <coughs> I got to catch up on those episodes. I haven't watched them yet, but they did put out the second, like, season, right? Or the second yeah, they put them, season, Yeah, so they, so. they put them out Friday, and, it was, and the whole time I'm in the hospital, it's like... Am I going to be out of here by the 30th? Because I have an interview. That's so they're like, what? They're like, what? You got a job interview? You can't work like this. It's like, uh, no, I'm interviewing a guy that does a show. I need to be home. That's they're like, you need to be in here long term. I was like, motherfucker, get me out of here. The other leg's good. <laughs> Jose, regardless of the subject material, the shows are kind of entertaining. Like I feel like I feel like I'm watching that. Uh, remember Jurassic Park when they had the talking DNA? That's what I feel like mm -hmm. when I'm watching those toys that made us. Sort of. Mm. Oh, I love how those are put mm. together. I thought the Barbie one was the best one of the first season. It was fascinating. Yeah, gonna, I need to check it out. Definitely need to check it out. Yeah. Kate got so mad at me. I was like, it was my birthday, and she's like, "Whatever you gonna watch, birthday boy?" I was like, "Toys that made us." And I turn on the Hell Transformers yeah. one, and it's like twenty minutes in, and she just slaps me hard as 
fuck on the leg. And she's like, oh, why am I getting so sucked into this? <laughs> it that's was fucking awesome. hilarious. Yeah, dude, she's into it. Like That's, that's, a, awesome. that's a solid show. That's it a is. solid, a true, what do you call it? It's not really a documentary. Well, I guess it is. Well, yeah. I, I see it as, as a documentary, but it, it's really informative for casual viewers. I mean, a lot of collectors like us probably knew most, if not all, those things about the Transformers and other Man. lines. But I like how they focused on the, the wood prototypes, because not a whole lot yeah, of people know that a lot of the G1 so toys cool. were made from wood and yep. not that you was know, resin. So cool. And yeah. showing the machines that they were actually crafted on. That was very cool. Did you guys notice at the end when they were bringing that guy as Perceptor that the, I know. the, the girl was wearing a SARS mask or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Dude, the the three big takeaways from the end of that, well, my, my my three big takeaways between her and I, like just like relationship building, uh, when Hasui was on, yeah. I was like, that's my boy, yep. and I was trying to explain like how important he was to my collection, and she's like, whatever. But then, like, the guy that they brought the Perceptor, she's like, that's the happiest man I've ever seen. I just want to hug him. And he wants to sit down with Bob Bodinsky and have a fucking conversation about how, like, he came up with all those profiles. Like, those were her big things. But I was like, Katsui's my boy. And she's like, I want to hug that man. That's the happiest man I've ever seen in my life. But yeah, that's what brought a tear to my eye when they brought him the Perceptor. Bob's a great dude. I got to talk to him. One was a pretty good one-on-one conversation at Baltimore Comic Con a couple years ago, and nice. it was it was just I'm like, dude, you came up with all this shit in a weekend. He's like, yep, wow. that's awesome. That is so cool. <laughs> I love those little reenactments that we love, too. Dude. Oh yeah, those but, were pretty good. The little re- the little uh, based on actual events, like reenactments. Yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. Yeah, I really enjoy those. All right, I'm going to tell you guys two quick more stories right fast, and then we'll just let the conversation run where it may. Actually, uh, Josh, can, my... I, uh, can I interrupt you for one minute? Yeah, yeah, sure. I just, I just want to say, I mean, we we've never really met other than just tonight talking, and and I got a, I, I got a department meeting in six hours, so I got to get some sleep. But I wanted oh, to, I when I saw you in here, I wanted to make sure I, I got in and got the chance to meet you. You really are, like Greg said, and other people have said, it's it's, uh, it is inspirational. Your, uh-huh. uh, your your positivity and going through that the way you're carrying yourself and it, it just it really is it, it's shows who you are you know yeah. like what type of person you are like the realm as a group like that's one thing i've noticed i i've been in it for like a year i've only been really active the last few months and seeing like the quality of people in the group like keeps me coming back like i admin for a lego network i spend more time in the realm than i do my own groups just because of the quality of people shout out or whatever what you want to call it like to you because again you're a great guy and uh just seeing how positive you are going through this is just it it really says something hey you know i i appreciate that so much paul i I really thank you and and you know it's just people keep saying that it's just like i don't see myself as an inspiration and it's so fucking weird to hear i'm just a lucky schmuck with incredible friends (laughs) <laughs> That's the way I see it, um, but it, it just it, it it's touching and it, it's humbling and it means a lot. And I, thank you. It's the positivity, brother. It's 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 you facing down this situation and not giving up and just being so positive and 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 so nonchalant and joking about it, which is which is great because it always just goes back to that Jack Nicholson line, the first Batman. Like, haven't you ever heard of the healing power of laughter? You know, like it's <laughs> exactly. that. You know what I'm saying? And oh, having it, this great support system here, like with you. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. dope. And, and and the laughter thing is, like I said, you know, it's just like. Pinkerton is last night. He's like, uh, you're going to get a couple leg puns. It might be a long night for you. I'm like, I don't care. Bring it because I've been making the jokes myself. <laughs> Thursday, Thursday, I'm, I'm getting an echo done before I can come home. And the prosthetic guy, he's in the room talking to Misty and I. And this girl comes in to do my echocardiogram. And she looks down at me and she's like, honey, you look like you've had a rough week. I was like, yeah, fucking bee sting. And her her eyes just got <laughs> wide as plates, man. And she dropped her jaw, puts her hand over her mouth. She's like, oh, my word. I'm allergic to eggs. I have a hospital armband on. It's red. It says allergies on it. I was like, see, this is my allergy band to show I'm allergic to bees. 
And she's like, oh, bless your heart, because that's a southern thing. That's what they fucking say, and I hate it. Uh, and my wife looks over, and she's like, he's full of shit. He had an infection. They had to amputate. He didn't get stung by a bee. And she's like, you're awful. And the prosthetic guy, he's like, you know, when you go home today, wear your immobilizer on your leg because it will help to protect your knee and your, your lower leg. Uh, think of it as your armor. And I'm like, hey, that's my armor so I can wear it when I go out into the field to slay the bastard bee that did this to me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she's sitting there and she starts slapping me with the wand that she's doing the echo with me. She's hit me in the stomach. She's like, stop it. Stop it. The bee did not do that to you. And I was like, dad, that dad, the bastard bee it took my leg. I was like, I got to find what hive it's in. Later, later that afternoon, three doctors and I were in the room. They've got me jacked up on the table because they're inserting a pick line, which is, if you guys are not familiar with a pick line, it's a basically an IV that runs directly to your oh, heart. That's from my the, favorite story. Yeah, 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 man. Uh, they put the pick line in. And it runs in between in, into my main artery in between my bicep and the tricep on my inner left arm. It's 47 centimeters long from the insertion point into my heart chamber. They had a, they're pushing it through. They have a they have a stiff wire attached to the rubber tube to put in, and they're pushing it through the tissue and into the vein. And I'm feeling. Every fucking oh. movement. I'm hearing in my ear canal the sounds of it pushing through my tissue because it's so close to my ear. It was both awesome as hell and unpleasant as fuck at the same time, equal levels. And I was like, this is so fucking cool, but I never want to do this again. <laughs> and they got to my armpit. And it just started coiling up into a circle. Ugh. So they had to pull it out all the way and start over. And so the doctor, he's like, I'm going to have to numb your arm again. I was like, okay. <laughs> so he's dosing me up with more lidocaine. I wait about 20 seconds. He's got about six good pushes. In. <laughs> and I look over. I look over. Uh, all three doctors is like, guys, I can't feel my fucking leg. <laughs> <laughs> all three of them just had that immediate reaction. They're laughing their asses off. They stop in the middle of a delicate medical procedure to wipe tears away from their faces. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm making the jokes already. I don't care. Bring them on because I, I love it. it. It helps fuel me. It keeps me, it keeps me positive. I was like, fuck it. There's only one me. I can get a new leg. <laughs> when did they say you're going to be able to like use a uh, prosthetic and stuff? Because I know you got like healing. Like, how long is the healing before you could uh, use a prosthetic? Uh, well, you know, my my home health nurse. You know, she's been by a couple times. She says it's healing. The wound's already scabbing over really well. It almost has scabbed over almost completely all the way across. The only place that it hasn't is where my bone would be. Uh, so it's still closing up because there's still a little bit of daily drainage, but not much. Uh, they said probably about six to eight weeks of healing for that. Once it gets good and healed, they can begin the sh begin the shaping uh, yeah. because they'll have to reshape the muscle tissue with compression and things like that. Then they can fit me for the prosthetic, and then that's when the next step of the physical therapy begins: learning to walk with the prosthetic. So that's a that's awesome marathon, right? Happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll probably just walk really slow because I'm not, I ain't running. <laughs> you see me running, some shit's wrong, man. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you see me running right now. There's going to be some incredible shit happening because I'll be doing it on one fucking leg. <laughs> yeah, they said about six to eight weeks. Uh, that, you know, I, my my home health nurse, my physical therapist came by from her first visit yesterday. Uh, she just wanted to check range of motion. You know, I showed her, you know, the full range that I can bend my knee backwards and extend it outwards. She said, I'm only 10 degrees shy of having full range of motion and 10 days removed from amputee surgery. She said, that's pretty fucking remarkable. Nice. Uh, nice. And, and nice. I've been doing like she left me a list of nine exercises to do. I'd already been doing seven of them and I would actually been doing them more than she wants me to do them. She's like, take it easy. I know you're excited to get back to this, but you need to let your body heal. You can overdo it. You still have a big wound on your leg. So back off a little bit, take it easy. 
And then, you know, she saw me transfer from like, like I'm getting out of my wheelchair to the couch. I scared the shit over because I'm basically doing like tricep dips to push up and hopping <laughs> over the bar and flopping over to the couch, landing on my hip. And she's like, don't do that. The arms come off of it. It's like, oh, they do. <laughs> she, she showed me how to take the arm off and just slide right over. It's like, oh, well, that makes it easy. She's like, yeah, that was pretty scary. But the upshot is your triceps are in great strength, you know, so that's really good because you've been wanting me to do like tricep push-ups, you know, on the chair several yeah. times a day. So I've already got a leg up on that. Ah, my man. <laughs> you, you posted about that today, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, because yeah, I told Ken about it. I was like, I was, I'm proud of you. Like I, I, like I said, like, I don't really know you, but like, I'm proud of you. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I was telling Ken about it in the car. Oh, yeah, we were coming home from dinner. And I was like, his home health nurse came by and said he was doing really well. I just, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, that's that's awesome. Yeah, it's like yeah. we're all waiting to see new, you know, new uh, updates and stuff, you know? Like, just. Yeah. Well, you know, you physical know, therapy nurse stuff. comes back tomorrow. So we'll see if there's something like, to report I, I on. Thank you for, like, <laughs> share, sharing, you know the story of it like what happened and i mean it, it it's, just... it's it's gotten easier to talk about the first couple of days you know just thinking about it it i'm not gonna lie it was hard and i was fucking scared i was terrified i was scared before going to the hospital i was scared at the hospital mm-hmm. you know i was i was scared the first couple of days but you know what i'm gonna be just fine yep. i'm gonna be just fine and i'll be walking by tfcon and when I'm at TFCon, I'll be able to see everybody face to face, walk up to them and thank them in person, give them a handshake and a hug. Aww. That's my goal. That's Can't my wait, goal, man. man. Can't wait. Can't wait. That's the goal. And, you know, just, you know, whatever cool fucking leg I got, people can tag it. <laughs> <laughs> tag it up. The Rock will have plenty of stickers for you, that's for sure. <laughs> Shit, yeah, man. Hey, well, I can't yeah, I mean, out of here. But, uh, yeah, thank to all you guys, Josh, especially you. Paul, thanks. It was a pleasure, man. Thanks for dropping in, and thanks for the kind words. It means a lot. It's it's helping that positive energy, man. It's helping keeping me going, and I appreciate every bit of it. Paul, thanks for hanging out, bro. You guys have a great night. All right, you too, brother. Be good. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, that's yeah, man. That's thanks for sharing, man. That's incredible, incredible to hear. Like, and and I know you say like, oh, you know, you're just. An incredibly lucky guy that has great friends but you know to our you know from our perspective everything that you just went through and the positive outlook and you know moving forward you know your attitude like where it's at it's incredible to see and it is an inspiration for people i don't think this is going to get far out there honestly um but for anybody that's going through the same thing and that might not have that positive attitude there's always just that other way to look at it because you could stay down in dumps and be like why me and why is this my life you going in that other direction the direction of positivity that's exactly where you should be man you know what i'm saying and i'm happy to see it and i think the community as a whole is happy to see it and that's why everybody's so happy to hear that you're okay and they're so supportive and everything like that you know yeah. it's it's also like the way you're humbled like i'm humbled by the generosity of the community that we're in you know what i'm oh, saying God, and to see yeah. how everybody pull together for you and um it's, it's and, you know I've, I've, I've only been active in the community since like late december i've not yeah. been around long but still but, dude you still you're you're a great supporter and a great participant and exactly. yeah you know one of the I, things that that dust tries to hammer home a lot is you get out what you put in so, yeah and that's I mean, what you and dust said to me last yeah. night and I'm just happy to be a part of something so incredible. And and that really, just to be a part of something so incredible, it's just like, this is not a bad thing that happened to me. You know, this this is a temporary setback. And that's all that it is. It's, it's life threw this curveball at me, I swung. I don't, I don't know where the ball's going to land. I'm thinking, you know, it might be a home run. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, once it gets there, you know, fuck it. I'll be I'll be on my feet again before we know it. And I know there's going to be days I'm probably going to be lying on my back in agony and just saying, God, this is the worst or yeah. something worse than that. And all I got to do is think back to all the people that have been so supportive. And it's like, you know what? People are looking to me to get through this. I don't want to let anybody down. I don't want to let myself down. I don't want to let my family down. I'm going to show everybody that, yeah, 
your belief in me, it helped get me to this. You know, it's just, that's, you know, that first night at home, that first night back being home, I was so happy being home, but man, what an adjustment. It was, it was really, truly a rough night uh, getting home and settling in. Part of that was because they released me after the pharmacies were closed for the day and I didn't have any Percocet. I didn't have any Percocet that night. And I didn't get it filled until like 3 p.m. the next afternoon. Um, Oh, God. Yeah. That must have been agony. It wasn't that bad. It was nowhere near the pain I had on Friday afternoon when when they took the leg. It was it was discomforting, yeah, but it wasn't terrible. But that first night was rough at home. We had to adjust. We had a very rough night. Misty and I both only slept maybe two and a half hours that first night being home. Speak of the devil, hi, honey. Since you're over there at the refrigerator, could you for please them? No, no, we don't have any oh. coffee brewed. <laughs> but I thought I knew you. Well, we don't have any coffee brewed right now. Could you hand me a bottle of water, please? Be ready. That's like that's like the deal on Off the Runner, man. It's like every time he's just like, oh hey, hey, Misty. Yeah. After that first night, though, we've adjusted and we've been. She's been so so amazing because she's had to be my nurse because you know I've got that pick line, I've got the IV drip. I have to have aggressive antibiotics every six hours on the dot. In fact, you know, fifty three minutes from now starts my next round. You know, I got to get on six a.m. I've got to have them. So she's having to wake up early. She's running on like five hours of sleep. So I've been letting her nap and stuff throughout the day. And then I'll take my nap, you know, so she can get stuff done. Uh, so she doesn't have to worry about anything I need. And, uh, you know, we're we're a strong team. And we've got, we've got a strong team right beside us in the realm. So. Oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah, thanks well, for sharing, dude. That's incredible. You know, I can, that's the only word I could think of that 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 has that has the gravitas to just explain the whole fucking situation, like and everything that you're going through and your attitude and everything. I'm sorry, Greg, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no, no, but, I was just uh, gonna say, tell Misty I said what's up. She's the real MVP right now. She is. She is. She is the MVP. I mean, yeah, the spotlight might be on me, but she is the fucking MVP. She is the general manager. She's the fucking owner. She's the head coach. She is. She's been amazing. And, you know, she she was working from home for four years for Toys R Us and she got let go. Oh, man. She had just picked up and accepted a position for a new company. She was supposed to start today. She she emailed them and told them the situation. Fortunately, they are going to let her join in the next class, which is a month from now. Wow. And she'll still be able to draw unemployment during this time so she can focus on helping me get better. And after a few weeks, I think we'll have it to where she won't need to be here for me just in case, you know, and she can actually focus on going back to work and everything. That's so, cool. Yeah. So right now, though, she's she's been she's been my rock, <laughs> you know, no pun intended on that one. Mm, see no what you do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's 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 pretty much it. Other than that, I would just I spent all weekend long. I was like, man, I cannot wait for Monday for Enter the Realm and the hangout after. I cannot wait for Tuesday for breaking the mold and the hangout after. Yeah, uh, that that's, that's right. really what I was thinking. I was just like, I'm so excited to get back in and just talk to everybody because I've missed you guys. Yeah. I saw the email um, from Misty saying like that you were excited like to to get back on the the hangouts and stuff like after the shows and I was like oh man that's awesome so that means he's gonna be around oh yeah, um, oh, yeah. and that's and that's cool so so besides just the adjustments in like everyday life and stuff like that you're just gonna hit the ground running again <laughs> like you know um, as far as the podcast and everything else like oh yeah yeah we recorded our new episode for this we scrapped the planned episode for this past Friday. Because this episode was going to be a bonus with the interview with Brian Volkos. Recorded our episode today, and we interviewed him tomorrow afternoon or well, evening at about 6.30 Eastern. I'll edit it Thursday and throw it up Friday. Uh, but yeah, just back to business as usual because it helps helps keep me focused. Getting back to working on Off the Runner, you know, building some model kits, you know, maybe paint mm-hmm. some miniatures here. You know, because all these things that I do as my hobbies, I can still do. You know, they don't require the use of a foot. So I can do all the stuff that I enjoy doing and hanging out. And what's great is, you know, during uh, like 
my physical therapy workouts when I'm taking my IV. I can do the exercises that I need to do when I'm lying down because I'll lie down on the couch to take my IV and I'll do my physical therapy exercises at the same time. Okay. You know, uh, the ones that I do while I'm sitting, I do them several times a day. Like, you know, during this, during this conversation we've been having, I've been, uh, you know, working my knee, just swinging it back and forth and making sure that it has a good range of motion, that it's, you know, it's a little jerky in the movement, but you know, we got to get that fluidity build up, you know, and mm-hmm. working my leg up and down, you know, just, uh, keeping the strength up, you know, just those things I can do while I'm sitting here doing what I love doing. Not going to awesome, let it man. get in my way. What's that song? Ain't gonna Nothing's going to stand in my way. Yeah. No. <laughs> 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 yeah. him to the 86th movie. Look at that. Boom. I don't know if that's what you're talking about or not. It was close, but it, it is like another 80s song. Fucking carry on. <laughs> because it was a great work in. <laughs> no, I picture Josh doing this fucking exercise. And he's like, there. And he's like, he's like getting out of his wheelchair to go on the toilet. That's when I got to touch. (laughs) Word, that '86 soundtrack will get you amped, bro. Word. You know it really will. Have you guys ever seen the Cybertronic Spree? I have seen videos. I've never seen them in person. Yeah, I've not seen them in person, but I've seen them their videos, and I'm like, I don't know if I love this or if I hate it. Yeah, but, and I feel that. <laughs> but it's awesome in a way, and it's also like, huh? Yeah, so that's a thing. It's but, like, so people my age do this, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. That was good. And Greg, you said uh Kit liked the uh the toys that made us and stuff because my girl's not into like any of this geek shit. Like is is she into anything like this? And she was she still able to enjoy it not being a fan? She collects pops. Oh, okay. Well that's something. That's something. <laughs> she yeah, it's, a, it's we do it together. I bought her a uh a three dollar clearance Coral Grimes Walking Dead pop. Oh. From Toys R Us like four years ago, and then we have like five hundred of them. <laughs> that was it. I got the ball like rolling. Ball <laughs> yeah, no. so that shit went fucking weird. Um, yeah, I mean she doesn't really <laughs> care about Transformers. She knows who Devastator is and Megatron up this prime. Uh, she didn't know who Jazz was. Well, that, uh, that's today. incredible. Uh, mine will yeah. only name Optimus Prime, and that's it. I got uh, I got a, that Zeta toy, Jazzy, uh, in the mail today, and I'm like, "What's his name?" And she's like, "I don't know." <laughs> but uh, yeah, we started watching it. And she got into it. She really liked that dude, the the guy that started, like the guy that came up with Diaclone. She really liked him. She's like, "I just want to hug him." <laughs> <laughs> and then Bob. Budansky or whatever. She was like, I really want to talk to him. And she, yeah, she slapped me hard as shit, and was like, uh, it was actually kind of a punch. It was like a half slap, half punch. She's Spouse like, why am I getting into this? <laughs> Greg, are you are you being beat at home? Yes. <laughs> is that why you? There, there are support groups in place for yes. Yes. men like this. Is why I don't go to TFCon because I have bruises. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, we meet Friday night every night. <laughs> Show us on the Greg hot toys where they people. touched you. <laughs> Greg just tells people, you know, cheerleading. It's a contact sport. Yeah. I'm actually skipping TFCon this year too, but not because I'm Aww. being abused. I'm going to a celebration, man, in Chicago. Star Wars celebration. This is the same weekend. Uh, no, it's not the same weekend, but I can't only swing one convention like that. It's in mm. July, and I was gonna say if, it's a, like if, if it was the same weekend, like you could have just done both. Oh yeah, I, could, I was just yeah, I would just commute back and forth. But like, are I more of your friends one. going to celebration than the TFCon? Well, no, the ones that matter, I, Jose. The ones that matter. <laughs> I just I I I, can't, I Star Wars is like my number one. Okay, yeah. that's that was my next question. The love of the franchise has to be the one that factors into your decision, you know. So. Yeah, Jordan. Jordan wants to go, and then my uh, uh, our couple's friends. We have a you know you know like every couple has a couple's friend. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, Bob, like he's a big Star Wars fan, so he wants to go. So we'll probably all share a room or something and cut down on costs. I don't know if uh, Skullface is going to go or not, but uh, there's a couple other people want to go. So we might take a, a, a small posse out there. Nice. 
Hey, Greg, what did you, you think of Solo? I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I But, see, I don't have that same, like, negative attitude okay. that, like, a lot of Star Wars fans seem to have. Like, I mean, I get it. It's not, like, as good as the originals were when you were a kid. But at the same time, like, come the fuck on. Like, you know, yeah. like, don't <laughs> let that dominate, like, the rest of your life, you know? Like, I, I thought it was good. I mean, yeah, I, I agree there are parts of it that kind of dragged on. But, like, I mean, I thought in the end it was a good heist movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah, it was set yeah. in the Star Wars yeah. universe, you know? And then you get to see, uh, has everybody seen it? I got to I got to dip anyways. I'll talk to y'all <laughs> no, later. No, 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 I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it. But there was no, like no, that. I got I to gotta, I gotta dip anyways, but you guys take care. Thank you for having me. Yeah, there was that reveal at the end that was kind of like, oh, fuck. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah, if my surgeon, yes. i got to follow up with her Friday. If she gives me the all clear, then I'm going to go see it Saturday. Nice. Oh, and you get to sit in that good seat, too. Yeah. I, always sat, I always sat next to the good seat because our theater's, uh, well, the theater is over next to my sister-in-law's house. You know, it's uh, right across the uh, Virginia-Tennessee border, so we go and we like make a day of it, a family day, because, you know, her and her husband, their two kids, and my little girl, and, you know, it's Misty's sister. We all play and hang out, grill out, whatever. We nice. we just like to take in a movie and just make an entire fucking day out of it. So you know, we're usually gone like 10, 12 hours on days like that. But uh, they th- that one row, they got the reserve seating, and they got mm-hmm. the one row there. Uh, where they've got like four wheelchair seats, four and regular the recliners, seats four yep. wheelchair seats. Yep. So I'm like, I always get the end seat next to a wheelchair space anyway. So I just like, yeah, now I'm just 22 inches to the fucking left or the right, whichever. <laughs> Dude, do you realize you're going to have like the best parking spots now? Yeah, 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 for real. <laughs> that's 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 yep. legit. I'm hearing that song now. What was it? Was it? Uh, was it? Was it Family? No. Was it Family Matters? I was like, accentuate the positives. <laughs> like, oh, I know that old ass song you're talking uh, about. There was a full house. Sing that shit. I can't remember. Oh, but yeah, that's gonna be your wife from here on out, man. Ah, it's it's a temporary setback. It's all it is. I mean, I don't know if I would be able to keep a handicap little tag or something like that you know afterwards i guess could i've got a metal you know whatever whatever leg i guess i technically could oh yeah they yeah that's 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 that they you keep that cool yeah probably don't have to use it all the time but you'll have your off days (laughs) i'm sure you'll have your 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 days where you want it fuck you grandma I'm pulling out of that one space. <laughs> out of the way, blue hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never even thought of that. That's cool. Well, that's another positive right there. Today's been awesome. Today has been fun. Yeah, I'm glad we had, you know, we got to do this shit all, all unexpected yeah. too. Like I wasn't really yeah, like expecting we, it, and it just turned yeah, into like a great man. thing. You know? Oh shit, it, it's cool when people do things to help each other out, and you know that's why I think I could speak for everyone saying we were happy to help you out. And Bobby definitely spearheaded the Cool Table Network uh, donation drive, yeah. um, and Tyler uh, got the word out. I mean, he like he's the one that spread the word to yeah. begin with. Um, yeah. And he and I haven't always seen eye to eye, eye to eye in the past. But I mean, he's definitely a good dude, and his heart's in the right place when it comes to his yeah. friends. So I definitely respect that. It's been an incredible experience, and I just, I just can't thank everybody enough. <laughs> I really can't. Well, Josh, thanks again, man. Thanks for being on and uh, telling the story uh, and all that. Yeah, um, thank you for having me, and just. Thank you once again to all of you guys for all the love and support you've shown yep. uh, to both me and Misty. It's really helped keep us positive. It's it's a wonderful feeling, and we we love the realm. What can we say? Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you Let's just run down the line and just get some where you at before we head out. So, uh, Brink Eliza. Hey, uh, Brian Brink uh, in the Facebook groups and uh, at Brink Eliza on Instagram. And uh, be sure to visit the Realm of Collectors. Yes, sir. All right. Greg for Mercy. Uh, well, I'm on this podcast called Shattercast and Cut. You might have heard about it in the groups. Uh, you can find me there. You can find me on Facebook uh, periodically. And uh, that's pretty much about it. All right. Big Dom. 
You can find me on Dominic Ross on the Facebook groups and Tuesdays on the BTM. All right, Dakota. Hey, everybody. You can find me everywhere at Primal Sabbath. I do stuff with uh, podcasts and whatnot. Jesus, was that, was that the son of Matt? Hi, everybody. I'm trying to make Greg feel good because uh, like, I know he, he really likes the Southern draw. <laughs> like, yeah. I... <laughs> Makes him feel if like he's he, at home. If you ever hang out with me, like whenever we do hang out, like I'm not gonna say if, whenever we do hang out, <laughs> if I get a couple of drinks in me, you're gonna hear that southern drawl come out. Like, <laughs> oh great, then I'll feel like I'm at home. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Josh Fisher. Hey, well, you can catch me uh, on allcuedupodcast.com. That's the website. It's the hub for all of our shows and social media accounts, audio and uh, YouTube. Uh, Josh Fisher on Facebook. All right. And thank you. And also for... off the runner with Dakota. <laughs> Sorry. <Hey. laughs> it's a lot of them. A lot of them out there. Uh, thank you guys once again for being on Verbally Challenge. Very, very much appreciated. And hope to have you guys on a future episode. You guys are always welcome. Thanks for the invite, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, guys. I also want to take the time once again to thank Josh Fisher for coming on Verbally Challenged and telling his story. Really, really incredible and inspiring. I wish that dude the best of luck in his recovery and can't wait to meet him in person at TFCon. Really, really looking forward to that. I want to thank the other guests that came onto the show as well. Greg for Mercy, Dakota, Brian Brank, Big Dom, Masterpiece, Shippiece, and Paul R. Really, really appreciate those guests coming on and hanging out with us on Verbally Challenged. Hope to have them on again in the very near future. As for myself, please follow me everywhere on social media at HarrikanBX. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Xbox Live, and the PlayStation Network, all at HarrikanBX. Please take the time to check out Breaking the Mold. It's a podcast I host on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel every single Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the audio version of that show is available on all expected podcast platforms, iTunes, Google Play, and all that good shit. So please check us out and leave a five-star review. Please check out the rest of the shows on The Cool Table. It's a hub for like-minded podcasts. You can find The Cool Table on Facebook and find all the podcasts that are a part of The Cool Table on iTunes and Google Play. Please check out The Realm of Collectors. We're on Facebook as a group, Realm of Collectors. We're on Instagram at Realm of Collectors. And check out realmofcollectors.com. That's going to be it for tonight, guys. That's the episode. Thank you for listening. Really, really appreciate it. We'll be back soon, real, real soon with the next episode, all right? So please take care, stay safe, and peace out. Peace out.